you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For wild card weekend wraps up tonight. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys head down to Tampa to take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Plenty on that game this morning. But honestly, we have a few other things we have to get to to put a bow on round one. There's going to be a lot of Niners fans watching that one tonight. Here's what the NFC side of the divisional round looks like. It'll be Giants-Eagles on Saturday night. Saturday Night Live, baby. Saturday Night Live from Philadelphia. And then the winner of Cowboys-Bucks heads to San Francisco to take on Brock Purdy and the 49ers and that defense on Sunday night. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live here in New York City. It's Monday, January 16th. We are, of course, celebrating the life of Martin Luther King Jr. today, every day, and we will talk about him throughout the show. My name is Jamie Erdahl. It's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Let's go to Lee Buck. Let's Lee go Buck. We have all kinds of stuff to unwrap from this weekend, including Peter becoming the face of tourism in Thailand. Let's get <laughs> Ravens and Bengals. Here we go. Tyler Huntley. They call him Snoop. He started because Lamar was not there. The Ravens' season is over, but John Harbaugh walks off the field. One of the chilliest handshakes you yes. ever see. Harbaugh and Taylor, they are not having Thanksgiving together anytime soon. Was it any chillier than him once to start? No, I got also. issues on that, too. Nice night you had there, John. 24-17. Ravens lose. A couple L's taken by Coach Harbaugh, if you ask me. After the game, a confidence-sounding Joe Burrow, who is going to Buffalo next week, asked where the team stands after winning playoff games and back-to-back season for the first time in franchise history. Wow. We're in a great spot. We got, you know, great leaders in the locker room. Zach puts us in, all in, in the right mindset and in great positions to, to go and succeed. And we have the utmost faith in each other to go and make plays to win the game. And there's never any panic. You know, we've been in these spots before. 
been in these big moments, understand that we have guys that are going to go make plays in, in moments like that. And so that gives us a lot of faith to just stay within ourselves, do our jobs, and come out with Ws. Well, yeah, they've been doing that since Halloween. And yeah. now it's the AFC matchup side of things for the divisional rounds. They're set. It starts off with Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars taking on the one seed, Kansas City Chiefs. And then on Sunday afternoon, you get Bengals-Bills in Buffalo. It wasn't easy last night, though, for Cincinnati to earn that spot. The interesting tunnel shot as the game ended, where the players, you think they would have been jumping out of their skin about that win. They were not. I think they were understanding of how hard that mm-hmm. game was and maybe how things went down. What do we make of the Bengals' win last night over Snoop Huntley and the Ravens? I thought the Ravens played the Ravens' mm. brand yeah. of football cool. to perfection. Yeah. They did everything that you expected them to do. They shortened the Atlanta game. They kept the ball out of Burroughs' hands. They, called tur- they caused turnovers, and they were one yard away from mm. taking a seven-point lead on the Cincinnati Bengals in their mm. building, and this was the move. All right, we're going to show the big return, and that's fine. It's great by Hubbard. Hubbard, who's got an awesome story, team captain, Walter Payton Man of the Year, went to high school in Cincinnati, played at Ohio State, won a championship. We love the local story, and Hubbard was awesome. The play call and the execution is one that will haunt Ravens fans for years. They bunch it up, and Tariko and Collinsworth were great this. They bunch it up, and then they've got all the linebackers in, and you try to go over after the game. Harbaugh said that, you know, on that one, you got to not jump over. You got to go low. And he simply said, like, Snoop didn't execute the play. And I think that's not Mm. fair to Snoop Huntley, who played excellent last night. By my count, I was looking at this J.K. Dobbins touches on this game. I mean, J.K. Dobbins, every time he touched the ball, went for five or six yards. Oh, he looked good. Sarah Ellison's great. She covers the Ravens. She said this. Ravens offense had ten plays from inside the five-yard line last night. J.K. Dobbins got one touch. Mm. None of them carries. And on that touch, it was a touchdown. To go over the line on a quarterback sneak in the biggest play of the season, when you bunch everybody up, the ball gets knocked out, and it goes. that's a 14-point swing yes. in an opponent's building against a team that you guys know it's going to be a one-score game throughout. No, There's a million ways we could pull it apart. That was the game. That was the season for the Ravens. And I'm not sure if it was execution. I'm not sure if it was play call. I'm not sure if it was the lack of Dobbins. And I'm not sure if it's Greg Roman's offense. But in a million ways, that one could be decided. We could talk Lamar Jackson all day long. The Ravens could have won that game if that one goes a different way. Here's something to remember, too. That was the first time Hubbard has ever been mic'd up for a game, and we're going to get that footage after that run back on right. the plane. I know, right? It'd be a lot of heavy breathing yeah. on as far as he had to run. And to that point, for Snoop Huntley, there's situations where you dive and you reach the ball out. The game's about to end as the final play or fourth down, because if you turn the ball over, there's it's their ball anyway. So on mm. a third and one, uh. to reach the ball over in any form or fashion, it's just not a smart play. And after that, though, the Ravens had chances. Mm-hmm. And I look at it, the final drive of the game, they're making plays, they're getting down there, and to Rico's on a call, and they keep saying, they're huddling again. They're getting back in the huddle. And we know the Ravens' offense, so yes, they're still going to hand the ball off. They're going to take their time. And they get down to the 17-yard line, and there's a minute and 17 seconds to start that play. And their next snap, there's 30 seconds left on the clock. Can't take those timeouts at Thanksgiving, Harbaugh. There's no point. And I heard him after the game. He said their thought process was we get in the red zone, we save our timeouts for then, and now we have opportunities to be able to score. And obviously a holding penalty on Zeitler set them back. But it's at the same time, take your time. Be able to execute plays. You get a play deep down the field, 
take the time out to regroup and figure out, all right, what's our best play to run to be able to get the ball in the end zone? I thought that down the stretch for that game, fourth quarter, you got to be able to use those timeouts and be able to execute better for the Baltimore Ravens. You do. And I, I mean, I still can't get over that goal line play. Yeah. You don't see a bigger play than that yeah. in what we cover. It's so massive. You know, I was interesting what you were talking about, how Harbaugh said that's not how you do it. You don't go over the top. I honestly wonder, these players all sit around and watch the games. And after you saw Trevor Lawrence yeah. on Saturday yeah. night mm-hmm. do the most beautiful over the top you have ever seen where mm-hmm. he stretches the ball out. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if Snoop's thinking like, well, I can do that. Well, Snoop is, I think, six foot one. I don't know why we're showing this, but you can get it off the screen. It's I mean, from Jaguars Chargers. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, I wonder if he's thinking that. Because I'm certainly thinking it because I can't be seeing it. I think that the Bengals were playing wounded animals. I do. Mm -hmm. And I think they were playing familiar divisional opponents. It's exactly what the Bills went through. Mm -hmm. Familiar divisional opponent, wounded animals who have nothing to lose and are scratched. I think the Bengals are better than that. I know the Bills are better than that. Now they've won nine in a row and eight in a row, and they will play this weekend. Mm -hmm. Ravens were awesome. I mean, (laughs) that game next weekend is going to be insane. This is Sunday Sunday afternoon, continuing the game that was stopped. In the first quarter, we know how the story is there. So, but I just think I think the Bengals got the win against a very, very tough, scrappy team. It was awesome, Peter. You were on the Ravens defense. I really thought amazing. they were yep. going to pull it out yeah, too. I, I hear well, that. Peter, Peter kind of tipped us off with his motivational speech for the Ravens on Friday, which is essentially like these teams don't like each other. Yep. Yeah. Just they're annoyed with how the other one operates, and I feel like it came to a head between Jamar Chase and Marcus Peters too. It mm. was ugly. It was kind of nasty. And after the game, Jamar Chase was asked, "Like, you have a history now? Or what's going on with Marcus Peters?" I don't. Uh, listen, I have nothing to say about that dude. But listen, Jamar Chase got the better of him. He's the only wide receiver for the Bengals to have a touchdown, targeted 12 times, made nine of those catches. I'm not saying that was up against Marcus Peters every time, but Peters played great. Peters yeah. was – he was the one that put a brace on it, went out there and played. But Peters played great. You can great. do that? You can do that. That's something okay. we can Should talk about that? today. That's <laughs> another question. Should you do that? We, we have it right the now. Hold conversation. Hold on to the knee brace conversation. You can put a piece of equipment on and secure your body. I'm to starting, make it more I'm starting to sweat. Is, right, what is that? The point is, like I just on your love teeth? the history between these two. But then when you see a matchup like that with young guys, Peters and Jamar Chase, you're like, oh, this is healthy and it's going to stay alive for the next couple of years. It's awesome. You love no doubt. Guess what? Brace yourself. Brace yourself for the next. Thing I have for you. I'm gonna throw to Ian on the home cam. Rap sheet is here. What? what? Ian Rappaport is what? here. What's up, Rap Sheet? What? What's up? You're in the- <laughs> oh my God. What's going on? Now we can really lean on you to have this Ravens discussion. Ravens season ended last night. Where do they stand with Lamar Jackson? Well, first of all, interesting note on the broadcast: Lamar Jackson was not there. He was not with his team, which is not entirely rare, guys, for injured players. Sometimes you don't travel players because of swelling. Makes sense, but he was not there. Lamar Jackson still dealing with that PCL sprain. And I got to tell you, I'm a little sad I'm not going to be discussing this for the next several weeks as the Ravens keep going on because we've discussed it so many times. But it was interesting to me to hear Marlon Humphrey, kind of a veteran spokesman for the Ravens after the game, say, we've seen Lamar in the facility. He's limping around. A lot of people don't see that. He's right. We've all been talking about, like you guys were saying, put a brace on it. Can he just go? Why is he not out there? People, you know, Michael Vick's calling for just, he could not go. Now, for the Baltimore Ravens, their next step is to get through the offseason, which they are about to be in right now, start negotiating a long-term deal with Lamar. They went down the road a little bit before the season, did not get there. If they can't do a deal, he will get the franchise tag. Is it going to be the exclusive franchise tag where no one can touch him? Or is it going to be the non-exclusive where someone could come in and make an offer sheet? That's kind of the next drama with Lamar. But he is still their quarterback going forward. Okay. So cool. nice to see you in person. Great to see We're going to talk about Lamar Jackson in the 9 o'clock hour. We're going to unpack some of that in a conversation, all right? 
This might feel like three years ago. It was just two days ago, and it was the Brock Purdy experience. Yeah, baby. But hey, Seahawks came in, and they gave the Niners so a dead. fight in the first half. We're in blowout city here. Purdy, an incredible game. <laughs> had 332 so yards and three touchdowns. Debo had six for 133 and a tug. That's his playoff career high. Awesome win for the Niners. Can anyone beat the Niners? First-year head coaches, Brian Dable, Kevin O'Connell. Vikings have it. Fourth and eight. Game, season, on the line. Check down to TJ Hawkinson. That will not be enough for the first down. Kirk Cousins can't get it done. Dexter Lawrence was in his face in his defense. He didn't have much time really to get it there, but Dable, Wink Martindale celebrating. Four yards before, uh, in front of the sticks there, Jason. Yeah, let's put Peter out there and have Dexter Lawrence chase him. Oh, Giants hey, win this now one. We got a conversation. 31. Good completion percentage. All that matters. Yeah, statistically a king. I mean, great. Our very own Tom Pelissero caught up with Daniel Jones after the game and asked him his team's hopes and what they showed in their playoff game. Just a tough group. We're a tough competitive group like we've been all year. We're going to compete for 60 minutes and play good, smart football to give ourselves a chance to win. But we're confident in what we got, and uh, we'll keep working. Now you got to go to Philly. What's it going to take? Another clean game. You know, we'll, we'll prepare this week, have another great week of prep, and go out there and, and expect to play well. I appreciate the humility, but clean game. Daniel Jones. It looked awesome yeah. in the Giants win over the Vikings. A lot of parts of the Giants team looked awesome over that Vikings mm -hmm. win. What impressed us the most, though? Kyle, you get to go first. Clean game, filthy performance by Daniel Jones. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I never thought this sentence would come out of my mouth. Daniel Jones was a bad mother yesterday. I mean it. Like it. The joke was always that when they hired Brian Dable, Oh, you know, he's going to turn Daniel Jones into Josh Allen. We all laughed and we all mocked it. Guys, he looked like Josh Allen yesterday. He looked better than Josh Allen. He looked like Allen Josh Allen yesterday. without the mistakes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, Josh Allen needed to look like Daniel Jones yesterday, and they would have won the, by the Dolphins a lot, a lot easier. Just an awesome game. Like, I... I this guy was a badass yesterday. I, every word in the encyclopedia, he looked cool. He's doing trick plays. He was in his bag, Jason McCoy. Like, mm. He was doing it all. Running, throwing. It was the perfect vision. And I put my hand up as someone who is a huge skeptic of Daniel Jones. This was a grown man football game on the road against a 13-win team. And he was the best player on the field for most of it. He was awesome. 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 Very happy for Daniel Jones and Giants fans. He was badass. Such a complete win by the Giants. And I think, you know, Dable's postgame, he was like, it was every. Mm -hmm. And it really felt like everybody. Daniel Jones, we're in a baseball town. They say New York City is a baseball mm -hmm. town. Mm -hmm. Daniel Jones had a perfect game. He hit the grand slam. Freedom. He hit the cycle. <laughs> like, Daniel Jones was amazing. He had 78 rushing yards. 17 rushing attempts is the second most by a quarterback in a playoff game in NFL history. Any quarterback. Daniel really? Jones. Wow. I thought the Giants were awesome as a complete thing. I also want to point out, you know, in addition to Jones, everyone else chipped in. Like, you saw plays by McKinnon on defense, or McKinney on defense. You saw plays by Jared Davis on defense. This is the rushing by Daniel Jones. How about the blocking? This was symbolic of the Giants oh. yesterday. Peter, is that a $72 million block? It might be if they right. go and do the run. Like, I don't think any Giants fan is going to be questioning the signing if they go and they make a Super Bowl run here. Galladay, you made a big play when it mattered. You turned into Heinz Ward. It was amazing. <laughs> sure, it was incredible. <laughs> like, that was Alan Lazard, Heinz Ward. You named the great blocking receivers. I thought it was awesome for the Giants. Complete effort. Daniel Jones 
perfect game, and then everyone else jumped in on him. The city's rocking right now. Like, you wake up this morning, they, there is a buzz, there's a vibe. I'm not going to compare it to 07 or 2011, but I'm going to compare it to 07 <laughs> and 2011. It feels like that. Like, hey, on the road, let's start this thing. And I, I didn't think this was an upset before the week. I said Giants yeah. all week, and I'm not saying I knew it. I think a lot of people felt it. Giants took care of business. They were the better team yesterday. Yeah, Heinz Ward tried to take my head off one time in a game, but Daniel Jones was running the ball so much. There was a point in the game where he looked exhausted, and yeah. they called another quarterback run. He almost looked like he was looking at the sideline like, all right, Dable, like, let me hand it off to somebody else. But going to the other side of the ball, Wink Martindale drew up a very good defensive plan for his New York Giants. They went in and they were like, Justin Jefferson is not going to beat us. No matter what, he is not going to be the guy to take us down. They were all over him. And yes, he had his receptions, seven catches on nine targets, only 47 yards. Mm. They didn't let any of his receptions get behind him. Yeah. And more important than that, when he got the ball in his hands, there was always somebody right around him. Adoree Jackson followed him throughout the entire game. But Wink Martindale kept two safeties high for more than he's done all season season long and that allowed every time Jefferson made a catch there was somebody sticking to him making the tackle got no yards after the catch yep. and really didn't allow him to be explosive which the Vikings offense has relied on all season long you see here first quarter you see the targets receptions but what I want you to look at yards after catch mm. seven total mm. yards throughout the entire <laughs> game that's what the playoffs is all about. Draw up your plan, your strategy, and go out there and execute it. And Wink Martindale, the Giants' defensive backfield, they executed to perfection nope. and shut down. Knowing how much he's blitz, 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 how much patience and resistance does that take from a defensive coordinator? I've never been in a room restraint, like that. But like, that's restraint to just be like, I know what I want to do, Yes. But guys, this is what's going to win. And it's a mix-up because if you're the Vikings, you're preparing for the blitz looks and mm. all the different man-to-man -man things you're going to get in that game. And then you get there for Kirk Cousins and Kevin O'Connell. It's just like, well, they're not doing what we expected them to do. And Kirk was still really good in the game, but just not good mm -hmm. enough. There's that cool story that came out over the weekend about Wink Martindale getting hired in New York mm -hmm. and how he was interviewing and then his phone was blowing up and when the assistants saw it, that all these teams wanted him. And the Giants were like, no, this has to be our guy. He just looks like he belongs mm -hmm. with the Giants. Mm -hmm. He is a great fit for this team. He he has created this defense to become an absolute splinter under any quarterback's skin. And Kirk Cousins was bugged by that splinter yesterday. He didn't have any time. I mean, Kirk Cousins was rushed. He was bugged. He was scratching at that splinter. He couldn't get anything done. And in the fourth quarter alone, Cousins was held to 32 passing yards. I'm sorry. I know there's an entire conversation to have about Kirk Cousins, and he played amazing. It was the defense. How about Kirk Cousins plays a game that's so convincing that you don't have to rely on your defense to get you out of a spot like that? How about Kirk Cousins has a fourth quarter that is so unbelievable in a playoff game where you find your guy that was at one point part of somebody's MVP conversation. How about you have a game mm -hmm. where you are so unbothered by a blitz package that's been coming at you all day long that we don't have to be having this conversation because the Giants defense got absolutely after the Vikings, mm -hmm, and it was never more apparent than that fourth down call where Hawkinson just had to be the bailout guy back to the chains. It was like... The defense looked horrible. That was rough. I know. Defense. It was really rough. To continue the basketball comparison, at some point, you call a timeout and draw up a shot for your guy. Let's get our yes. guy a shot. At some point, get the ball to 18. Like, he did not see the ball. He's been the best player all year, and it was just gone. And if I'm a Vikings fan this morning, I'm frustrated that we lost. But, like, that's how we lost? Mm -hmm. We didn't even throw our best punch. Very frustrating. We'll get more into that. Hold that thought, Peter. Peter, yeah. what do you got? No, I just, you know, the, the, the Vikings, it's like that play – 
Which one, the fourth down? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you could say, well, Dexter Lawrence is breathing yeah, yeah. down his thing. That, that's the one I know. where you're like, just, just, chuck just, just chuck it out. I like, and I know I'm, I never played quarterback. I've never had that situation, and I know it's <laughs> easy to criticize. But you see the numbers this morning on Cousins, and it's like 31 of 39. He's great again. It's stats. He's yeah. great, great, great. Yeah, I know. And yet in the big moment, you want him to just take that shot. Yep. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, yep. he played excellent yesterday. Yeah. And that moment is the one we'll be remembered. That's the yeah. way it works. He gets a big I, game check. Further commentary on the Vikings later. Coming up, Bills get the win. We're t- uh, going to talk Dolphins, Bills next because I'm becoming an own splinter under my own skin talking about the Vikings and the way they played yesterday down the stretch. But let's talk about this game. It's going to be awesome. They can go hang out at the Vikings. Yeah, they can. It's frozen right now. But... You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good morning, football! LA Chargers are in Jacksonville taking on this team that are in the playoffs and two young stud quarterbacks, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, making their playoff debut. This is going to be an exciting one. Not one, not two, but three interceptions by Asante Samuel. Four interceptions by Trevor Lawrence in the first half. Unbelievable. We're going to head straight to the fourth quarter. Herbert can only look on hoping to get another chance. He would not. Riley Patterson, two plays later, goes on to kick through the game-winning 36-yard field goal. Duval was fired up. Jacksonville Jaguars 
went 31 to 30, and they complete the third largest comeback in NFL postseason history. This is insane. We have to get into that game. We have to get into this one too. There's number 17 for the Buffalo Bills, 24 to 20. The Dolphins are winning in Buffalo. Cole Beasley gets the touchdown, and it got ugly. It got dicey. It got sloppy. The game was very bizarre in the fourth quarter, but there is, I would say, a, a relieved and a happy Josh Allen who wins 34-31 against the Skylar Thompson, very tough Miami Dolphins. The Bills move on. They will play the Bengals on Sunday. And our own Mike Giardi, who's been in Buffalo for, I feel like, nine months, caught up with Josh Allen after the win in the tunnel. It's playoffs, man. It's, it's win or go home. They didn't want to go home, you know, and uh, I'm proud of our guys, how we played. Hit some adversity there, a little self-inflicted, I guess you can say. Just got to be smarter with the football, put it in some better spots. But again, I'm, I'm just proud of our, our defense. They stepped up, didn't put them in some great situations tonight. And I thought our, our rookies played really well tonight. You talk about James Cook running the ball, Kyer with an interception, playing some really good defense, Khalil making some big catches for us on third down. So obviously a lot to learn from, a lot to, to get better at. But uh, we're on to the next one, and that's all that matters. I just want to highlight that on Friday's show, we were, I think, as a table, concerned for like the Ravens and the Dolphins mm-hmm. walking into the situations that they were uh, injured, ill-equipped maybe mm-hmm. for games like that, and they put on an absolute sure show. Yeah, sure Shout did. out to the Dolphins for the fight they put up. That was a wire-to-wire game with the Bills. But the Bills were able to take care of business at home. Kyle, what would you think of that game? Josh Allen has a, has a creed or a motto he has adopted for the playoffs, and he says it constantly, and is, it's not how, it's if. Mm. It's not how you win, it's if you win. He was saying it all last week when he breaks the team down in the locker room after the win. Guys, it's not how you win, it's if you win. Well, thank God. Thank God it has nothing to do with how. Uh, that game lasted about seven hours. It was forever. Josh Allen was sacked seven times. There were two interceptions, four fumbles. The Buffalo Bills quarterback leads the NFL in turnovers. And yet they're 14-3 and three and haven't lost in two months. It was a really strange, sloppy game that I think was in three phases. One was the, when is Case Keenum going to come in in relief phase in the first quarter? It's going to be 41 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Two was, oh my God, the Dolphins look incredible and they're going to win this game. And then three was bizarro fever dream, can't run an offense. Every play is a turnover or a delay game. It was so strange. The Bills won. They survived. They're home again. This one is a disgusting display of sloppiness and weirdness and, quote, a lot of things to clean up, as the players like to say, but they won. The Dolphins were tough, and now they play the Bengals. That's all you want to look at this game. Great point. Not how. Oh, my God. It's not how, it's if. You're going to hear that a lot this week. When you win, now you're concerned about the next round, and that's where the Buffalo Bills are. And you talked about kind of the phases. In phase three, Mike McDaniel said after the game, the delay of game one of the coaches said to him, they got the first down. So he's getting ready to call a first down play. And then it's like, oh, no, it's fourth and one. And they don't get the plan. Just yeah. a disarray. And Josh Allen, this is the quarterback he is. And we can focus on all the bad stuff. And you, you don't want both of them. But my goodness, when they're hitting, you think about the way they came out in that game. The first play of the game, they take a deep shot to Stephon yeah. Diggs on Miami's best corner, Xavier Howard. It's incomplete, but it set the tempo for the early part of the game. And Josh Allen, whether it was Diggs, whether it was Gabe Davis, just chucking the ball down the field and these guys coming up with catches and making plays. And this is why they're so dangerous. They'll go times where there might be a turnover or the offense looks stagnant. And then next thing you know, Josh Allen chucks the ball 50 yards down the field and one of these two guys are on the receiving end of it. It's so fun to watch. Gabe Davis is a whole playoff experience. It's like when it gets past the last week of the season, he just turns up and has catch after catch. He's always in the end zone. It's going to be fun to watch them the next round and see what they do, how they respond coming off this game. But when they're hitting on all cylinders, 
I don't know if they're stoppable by any mm. defense in mm. the NFL. It's amazing because they have those drives, and then, yeah. you, and then you see Cole Beasley, like, and you're like, oh, my gosh, they're unstoppable. And then there's just the head-scratcher time after time after time. You're like, it's going to catch them. It's going to burn them. And with you know four minutes left to go, the Dolphins are down three in Buffalo with Skylar Thompson at quarterback. And you're like, it might burn them. And they find a way. And guess what? There is no RPI. There is no strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. Like it, A win is a win. They, they won the same way the 49ers won. Mm-hmm. Their W counts mm-hmm. the same, and they'll yep. move on. Mm-hmm. Coaching at the end of the game, and I think you know our fondness for Mike McDaniel, and I think the Dolphins, you know, they came to play. They yeah, were 14-point yeah. underdogs. They lost. But gosh, at the end there, the time management. And I, we saw it in all the games. Harbaugh takes a timeout back yeah. with him to, to Baltimore. Mike McDaniel there at the end and what was at the end of the game they described they said that his offensive coach said we actually got the first down mm-hmm. there was miscommunication he took a while to get the play calls into a third string seventh round quarterback <laughs> between Staley and McDaniel and Harbaugh mm-hmm. and you can go mm-hmm. through it here wait till tonight buddy yeah. and we've got McCarthy tonight <laughs> and Bowles who's yeah, had plenty of criticism like, I know if you wonder why Sean Payton is being offered 15 20 million dollars or why Sean McVay they beg him to come coaching coaching mm. coaching Great coaching point. and I think McDaniel had an amazing season, but I think at the end there, there was confusion and when you got that on the road in a playoff game, it's really hard to come out with a victory. We love to see the execution down the stretch, but we also kind of love to see the appointment television that is uh, late game decision making by coaches. That's the best. I sent this tweet out yesterday at the end of the day that like my theme for today was going to be per my previous email, kind Mm -hmm. of a passive aggressive way to be like, listen, I've already established this, but per my previous email, Christian Wilkins is kind of a nudge. Mm. I kind of like it. Yeah. And I also kind of like an angry Josh Allen because the two of them, when it got after it yesterday, Josh Allen throws a pick. Not happy. Not pleased with himself. I understand. I'd be frustrated Great too. Catch. Great, Great catch. Great <laughs> catch. So then there's some extracurriculars Always after the are. run back here. Dolphins get themselves in great field position. Christian Wilkins, I don't know, some could say acting a bit like a model citizen here. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, keep your keep your space there, Josh. Josh I like this. Get I like off this. me, man. So funny. Come on, I, need, I just need a breakdown from the table on this. Why did Christian Wilkins, why was he penalized? <laughs> I, I, I'm still confused. He didn't do anything wrong. They called it offsetting. You're right. Him and Morris were penalized. You can block the quarterback if he's making an attempt to go get the ball. And Josh Allen started to make an attempt, and now he's blocking. So, Nothing nefarious? So, Nothing there? No, oh, of course. Like, I'm getting under your skin. You just do an interception. But he didn't, he didn't do anything that was against the rules. Just to back it up again, Christian Wilkins puts his hand on Josh Allen's chest because kind of like on a free throw in basketball, you, you find the body, exactly. and then you go. Just so then you they just in case the they want to make a move for it, right? That's all he was doing. Like, in case Josh Allen wants to make a move to block the perfect gentleman. A lot of history. Some would say. A lot, a lot of history. Josh Allen I think, looked real I think mad. If I, like you were to, I think Josh Allen's entire take on Christian Wilkins is just like, <sighs> <laughs> I think he's very glad he's Who not going to Who's the guy who used to blow in, like, here. LeBron's ear? Oh, um, Lance Stevens. Lance Stevens. Yes. I love that. And I actually think he like he actually likes Wilkins. I think he would love to be teammates with him. But it's just like, God, is he in the yes. SOB? I'm and so sick of playing him. I think that's it. And you just know that Christian Wilkins is smiling when yeah. he knows oh, the yeah. best Josh And Allen. then he comes on the show and we're like, what about you after the play? He's like, so I, don't I don't know, know what you're alluding to. That's part of the idea. I, I like it. Talking about. Yes, All right, bump. still to come. Bump. We've got one wild card game to go. Bump, get to the Cowboys. Talk Cowboys. Yeah, yeah the right, Cowboys. Perfect. Against Brady and the Bucks. Who is the edge? We're going to be on our edge of our seats tonight. Monday Night Football, the last playoff game of Super Wild Card Weekend. What's Lance Stevenson up to? Who he play for? I think he's in the NBA You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. 
and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, football! San Francisco 49ers will have another home game in the divisional round against whoever wins tonight. Who wants it? Who has to go to San Francisco, Cowboys or Buccaneers? That game will be played on Sunday night. Once again, we ask, guys, what do we think of Brock Purdy and that 49ers win mm-hmm. over the Seahawks? Oh, what a game. And Seattle came to play. I mean, the first yeah. half ends and we see a late hit by Jimmy Ward as Purdy's going, as uh, as Geno Smith is going to slide. And Seattle goes into halftime and they're winning this game 17 to 16. And it's just like, uh-oh, Purdy looked a little nervous early on in the game. And then the second half begins in San Francisco. They're driving. Purdy hits Debo Samuel. And he's tackled by Abram. And he gives his leg, ankle, a little bit of a twist, however you want to call it. San Francisco was not happy, was not excited, as you see as the play ends. Debo's fired up. Kyle Shanahan said after the game, this play got him fired up. He was pissed off. George Kittle was like, You just don't want to make Debo mad. He said, if you make Debo mad, Trent Williams is his big brother. He's going to get mad. The trickle-down effect. The trickle-down effect. And he's one of the scariest dudes. Kittle said in the NFL, he's one of the scariest dudes on the planet. After this play, the 49ers scored 25 unanswered points. And it was like a moment that just turned him up even more as they went into that game. Maybe a little sluggish. The rookie getting his first playoff action. Going against Seattle, they were over, they were favored to win this game, but that was the play that kind of turned the tide for Seattle. Couldn't do anything right after that moment. For San Francisco 49ers defense, making turnovers. Lenore with the interception. We saw the fumble that Bosa recovered, and the offense just started hitting. Purdy was completing his passes. The play to Debo Samuel to end that game on the long run, that was kind of the dagger in him that finished him. But Abram got there. He was with the mm, Raiders. He went to the Packers. Then he joined. Tanner Muse and Abram. I'm like, I didn't even know they had these they, guys, and they're making fun. They got every guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he fired him up, and it was, it was, was ugly Debo gets that. mad, then Trent gets – if Trent gets mad, who gets mad after that? Shaq? Like, I, who's bigger than that? It's like the fish eating My the goodness. fish. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Pac-Man. The, the 
word, just the word is just one, it's just scary. They're a scary team, right? I feel like the competition committee needs to meet to get together and be like, is this fair that the Niners offense is this good? Like, how are we going to have fair games? Because they had this little, this deal with the Niners where their defense is amazing. The offense is kind of coming together and, you know, that'll work. If their offense is this good, they're not losing. They're just not losing. They they look like not only the most impressive team in the NFC. I watched this team yesterday. I'm like, what do the Chiefs have for this team? What do the Bills and Bengals have for this team? They're that awesome. And there's a sort of happy, learned how to putt type factor when you start seeing McCaffrey and Debo go along with that. I'm, this is not Bosa. This is not Federico Warner. This is McCaffrey. This is Debo. This is everything. Ayuk is blocking. It's the full symphony. And everybody keeps waiting, hoping, maybe even praying that Brock Purdy is going to turn into a pumpkin. And it's not happening. He's looking like he's going to turn into a Super Bowl winner. All the stock is gone on the Niners. If it's any available, and it's way too expensive now. That was such a butt whooping in the second half that, mm-hmm. look, I like Philly too, and we'll see what happens. That team's awesome. I think they're the scariest team in the entire NFL right now. Put in big font. And I think Purdy's a strength for the team. Yes. It's not like they're protecting him. Purdy was the awesome. The offense was better than the defense yesterday. Offense was better than the defense, and the offense was better here than it was with Jimmy G or Trey Lance. Like, Purdy, I, we're not with on the clips I didn't ask for, but Purdy had a play where he's doing the Mahomes, running around, scrambling, throws it, and it's Ayuk on the corner, yes. and he has his toes, and if he catches it, it's the play of the year. Uh. Ayuk dropped it, and it's fine, but guess what? Ayuk would make another play the next time. This is how it works. It's a total team effort. They're all in on this thing, and Purdy is not someone they're protecting. Uh Purdy is someone that they're saying, go, you're a caged bird. Like, let me let you free. Go, fly. And the rest of the team is like, oh, we're going to follow his lead. It's truly an amazing story. (laughs) I don't want to dismiss the Eagles. I know Eagles fans are like, you're forgetting about the Eagles when you talk about the Giants being the Eagles. But, like, right now, if you're talking about who's playing the better football, I don't think the 49ers necessarily going to be underdogs if they have to go to Philly. And I think Philly, even at home, might be the underdogs playing against this 49ers team if they get past, obviously, the winner of tonight. I want to talk about this during What's Your Beef on Wednesday this week, but that's some bowl that people are trying to pull Brock Purdy down already, saying, like, no, it's not him. It's not actually him. It's the coach, and it's the great players. Mm -hmm. It can be him. Just Mm -hmm. give it a beat. I'm going to get there because it really makes me frustrated. Are there people taking down Turkey still? Yes. Open the game up, throwing the ball with right. Purdy. Now he was all so infuriating. First half, I could see the people being like, "See Purdy, like Cinderella." Like, no, but I don't think after that game anyone could say. I would certainly hope not. But yeah. the, he does have great players, and I want to talk about one of them. Christian McCaffrey is a great American. Yeah. My God. Great American. He is a great American. That it, it used to be a compliment. I'm fairly certain it still is. Uh, he's <laughs> he this beautiful, brilliant partner, Olivia Culpa, who was hosting the Miss Universe pageant this weekend simultaneously while Christian McCaffrey was having a right? hundred plus. She was doing yeah, that. We have B-roll, it. or I don't know it. that. And Miss USA Images. won Miss Universe for the first time since she did it ten years ago. Oh my Fun gosh. facts all around. Shout out to Olivia Culpa. I know, right? Livio Colpo, fantastic. But Christian McCaffrey, this man, the knock on him up until this season was what? He got injured. He didn't play entire seasons. He was a fantasy bust. Played every game this season. He's had six 100-plus rushing games, four of which that was his fourth with just the 49ers. He looked absolutely brilliant. He's been everything. I mean, you make trades like this. You hope it pans out. I mean, frankly, in all honesty, I bet the 49ers thought, well, if we only have him for a couple games, maybe if we only have him when it really matters, he's been unbelievable since the 49ers acquired him back at Halloween. I am so happy for this guy because you look at, when I was looking at his season stats this year, this year, five losses with Carolina, six losses before he gets traded. That hurts. That's hard to do when you're a really talented player. Now he gets to go and he's playing for a Super Bowl. He looks like invigorated Christian McCaffrey. I finally got that word out. 
119 yards, a receiving touchdown oh. on 15 rushes. Mm. Unbelievable. He's a great American. Can we yeah, shout out to Rabani Gabriel? Rabani Gabriel. What country? Uh, no, nope, USA. That's She's Miss USA who won. She's representing uh, this So country. 10 years ago, Olivia Culpo, Christian McCaffrey's girlfriend, was Miss USA. She won Miss Universe. Is that right? She won Miss Universe. Now, Olivia Culpo's hosting Miss Universe this weekend. Our Miss USA won Miss Universe again. It's all in the stars. What a couple. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> Nothing Christian about that. Um, <laughs> all right, we got to go. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.